All right, welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This episode number, I uh, forgot what it was. Uh, 15. I think 15. 15. Okay, episode number 15. All right, so today we're going to talk about sleep, uh, and then we're also going to talk about soreness and how they are related to each other and how you can improve your sleep and also how you can reduce your soreness. Um, of course, that comes with training and how long you've been training for. So let's first talk about sleep and how we can improve sleep. So, Malcolm, um, let's talk about sleep. Why do people need to sleep? Because people think they just they could just work out and then be stressed and then go home and you know do everything that they need to do and then not worry about sleep and then just yeah. go right to work next day and think they're gonna see their body change. Yeah, well, like sleep is um, it's probably one of the one of the, one of the most important things um, as opposed to like when you when you talk about like a stress level, but um street sleep is a if you get lack of sleep is another added stress stressor to you so exercise is already a stressor as it is so if you get you know four or five hours of sleep every night on average um which some people can function on that i don't know how they do it but that doesn't help you when it comes to when it comes to exercise because your body doesn't isn't recovered um you know recovery happens while you're sleeping the growth or the the change in your body happens while, while you're sleeping so if you get lack of sleep, it doesn't. You get you lose out on that full potential of what of what the recovery process could be, or the growth process, or anything that will change in your body when when that when that happens. So if you can get seven to nine hours of sleep is uh, is most beneficial. Um, if you're not sleeping those hours and you're just missing out on eight four extra hours, you could be recovering. You know to mm-hmm. to make your workout a lot easier the next day or make your you know make yourself feel a lot better for the next for the next workout as well so you don't feel lethargic you know right um especially if you want your muscles to grow you want to see your body change right the workout is what creates the stress and what creates the stimulus and sleep recovery nutrition is what actually makes you change like physical changes a lot of people just think oh if i just work out uh if i just do this and i come to the gym i bust my ass uh, I'm gonna see my body change. Like, yeah. n- n- it's not gonna happen like that. It's the op- other way around. So, you work out as hard as you can to create the stimulus, to you know let your body know that it needs fuel. You you feel the body, and then the body's gonna use that fuel to to, to make changes to the body. Yeah. And then your body will make adaptations. Yeah, we call it we kind of call it super compensation. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're at a certain training, uh, I guess level or a certain training. Uh, phase and you work out your energy level drops you recover by eating um rehydration uh keeping stress low sleeping and then your training level rises above it was it was the day before or a couple days before so if you do the same workout it'll feel a little easier yeah so that's why you always want to challenge yourself you make that workout just a little bit harder right so you add you know, maybe extra two reps to every single thing that you just did Mm -hmm. last workout so that way you're constantly in that stage of adaptation your, your body got to constantly uh, respond to that and um, you know refuel itself get ready for the next workout you know you create that stimulus again then you have to refuel itself recover and then that's how the body grow over time and also make changes and that's how you lose fat that's how you can see those abs coming in or whatever that body that you may want to get for the summer yes whatever you desire for but yeah. sleep is the is the, uh, it's probably, in my opinion, the uh, most important part of it. I, I've taken a lot more. Um, <laughs> I've taken. A, I've taken a lot more. Uh, I guess I can say pride in sleeping now. 
Oh, prior and sleep, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you have to prioritize it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, some people, you know, they think, oh, you know, I just need to get my work done or I just need to do this. Like, that's important too, but please make sure that sleep is also important. Uh, a lot of times people say, you know, Eric Thomas, the, the guy I used to follow, yeah. the motivational speaker, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he has yeah. that saying, Sleep is for suckers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I he mean, says, oh, sleep is people, for those people who are broke. Yeah, but it, I mean, yes, it's true. You should be focusing on what you need to accomplish. And oh. sleep is, oh, they say. you know, sleep is important. But at the same time, you know, get your work done and then have sleep as well. Yeah. Um, when you're awake, you should be, I guess, most productive. That's what, how I look at it. Yeah. Um, don't waste your time. And... That way you get enough sleep at, at night, yeah. right? The, pe- the reason why people don't get enough sleep at night is because, you know, they're doing something else when they could have been focusing on getting the stuff they need to get done for the day and then yeah. they don't get enough sleep at night. They use, they use the uh, expression, why you sleep, I grind. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a, it's kind of misleading almost because it doesn't matter when you get your quote-unquote grind in, right, you, right. Still, you still got it in regardless right. of when someone's doing it while you're right. sleeping. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's like the saying I... Um, I get a lot from people who say yeah, you have to s- sleep early, wake up early, like in order for you to be productive. Yeah, they say beat the sun. Yeah, beat the sun. Like uh, birds, the, you know, early bird gets the worm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people just work better at night. Like for me, I work better at night. You know, that's when I'm actually the most creative, and I could think, um, you know, and create programs or just think about new ideas at nighttime. I mean, I just work off better at night times usually. Yeah. And you know, I'm not really much of a morning person, so it really depends on person to person. Yeah, it's 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 all the hours in the day are all the same. Like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's like twelve o'clock at night versus twelve o'clock in, in the afternoon. Yeah. It's, it's like same so people different. work at night don't work as hard because they because <laughs> they work at night, sleep during the day. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really it doesn't really make a difference, you know? Like if you're if you wake up at 8, 8, 8 a.m. whatever, and then you're up until eleven to just doing being productive all day long. Right. Then you fall asleep. And then someone's up after you, whatever, doing being productive as well. Like it doesn't really matter. Like right. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't. As long as whatever you need to get done is getting done, it doesn't matter what the next person is doing. Right. So it's a very it's, those sayings are cool for motivation wise, but, yeah. but they kind of they're kind of like uh, misleading when it comes to exercise because right. you do mm-hmm. need you do need that sleep for recovery. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what anybody tells you. Whoever doesn't yeah. get sleep exactly. is missing mm-hmm. uh, a full, but a lot of potential they could they could be uh, getting when it comes to uh, when it comes to exercise and recovery. Yeah, in terms of like physical state and also mental state, right? yeah. you could be a lot better uh, physical mental health when you actually get enough sleep, yeah. get yourself recharged because you get burn yourself out if you're not getting enough sleep and you're constantly trying to go heavier on the weights and trying to trying to get stronger or constantly trying to build more muscle. And, you know, doing more volume in the gym, or let's say you have you know a lot of stress with the job, you know you're not getting enough sleep. Your your body's gonna break down, and eventually you're gonna have like a breakdown. You get binge or something's gonna go wrong. You gotta stop going to the gym for a while, and then you know that cycle continues where you're, you know, you see some progress, then you go back down a couple months. You stop, and you're not seeing progress. You gain like a 20 pound, you know, difference, and then you go back up, and then you lose that 20 pound, and then you come back down. So it's it's a constant roller coaster thing. You don't yeah. want to be in that roller coaster. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I um I agree. You don't you do want you like you said, you will crash eventually. Eventually it will catch up to you. Eventually that lack of sleep you'll you'll eventually just become sleep deprived and you'll just yeah. one day sleep for twelve hours and like miss the entire day. You know. Right. It'll, it'll something it'll catch up to you eventually. I've seen people who look great and who do well in the gym on lack of sleep 
But like I said, if you want to compare the two people who sleep and people who sleep eight hours to four hours, right. you'll see a, a huge difference in how each the other one eight hours performs. Mm -hmm. But there's some people who can sleep for four hours. Yeah, the people there's sleep a, for four hours. That's like a genetic thing. Yeah, they sleep for four hours. I don't know what's the term for it. I forgot. Um, but it's, it's a genetic thing that some people have. They could sleep a short amount of time and wake up and have a ton of energy. <laughs> and those are usually like people who run like CEO of companies and yeah. you know they, they run big businesses and they literally sleep at like 11. They go wake up at 3 o'clock and be ready to go. Ready to go, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, yeah. I mean, for that particular thing, I mean, you can't argue that, but I don't see them exercising either. Yeah, but. right. <laughs> I don't see them exercise to level, uh, to high level yeah. as compared to some other people exactly. who are trying to exercise and change their physique or sure. change how they perform in the gym. Yeah. yeah. There aren't too many people that are like well-rounded when it comes to not being able to, like sleeping four hours running the business and having their own uh, health in, in line. Right. I don't see people doing that, but the people who are trying, those people who I think need sleep, you know. What are some ways that you help yourself fall asleep? So, one thing I'll do is, um, I won't look at uh, like my phone okay. for like a good half hour before I fall asleep. Nah, unless you're playing, you know, PUBG. You're playing PUBG. <laughs> PUBG. No, I'm playing PUBG. I'm for playing, those of you know, that game, it's a, it's a game on a phone. <laughs> But playing PUBG, I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, uh, it'll be a little tough. But for any, any other time, yeah, um, I usually put my phone away and I like just lay there. I, I'm, maybe I can, maybe I read or something like that. But other than that, I usually try and try and have some kind of light that's not in my face for like a good, uh, you know, half hour before I fall asleep. Okay. You know, if you turn the lights off in your house or you dim the lights or whatever, um, you know, you turn your phone off. You don't look at emails. Don't look at text messages, you know, things like that to, to not distract your mind or have you thinking about something. And then you just, you know, you kind of fall asleep a lot easier that way. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see that difference uh, when I was doing that for a short period of time. I mean, I'm, I'm still looking at screen before I sleep, but um, when I actually started laying on my bed, like for a half hour, I mean, even if it's looking at my phone instead of looking at my computer, I saw the, a big difference in terms of the... The blue light that I was getting right so when you're getting too much blue light exposure before you sleep you have a tough time sleeping because your body is responding to that light and it, it wants to be alert and wants to be awake so your cortisol level will increase uh, which is a hormone in your body and that will increase when you have a lot of blue light before you sleep so your body's in a state of awake being awake mm -hmm. um, that's okay to have when you're actually awake or you want to have that blue light um, you know seeing that blue light because your body's good respond to that and it's gonna stay awake but at night times you, you kind of want to have like a dimmer light like you, you said Malcolm yeah and also you have these apps on your phone um, even the iPhone you can change it to where you have a night mode it yeah. changes the color yeah. to a yeah, more yeah. like yellowish color yeah well even say like my phone like if I if I have my phone on in the dark the light dimmings right the light, the light on the phone dimming so right, right. it's not super bright yeah you know it's just enough so I can see or read whatever's on there and then mm -hmm. I'll uh, put my phone, put my phone away, right. and then I fall asleep a lot easier. Yeah. Um, opposed to if I'm watching like TV or if I'm like, um, if, I, if I, it's a bright, it's a light in the room is on, and I try and turn the light off and then go to sleep, it doesn't necessarily work that way. Yeah. It has to be off for a little while for me for it to work. You yeah, because you hit um, REM sleep, which is the deepest sleep cycle, a lot quicker when you actually reduce that blue light um, before you sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You fall asleep faster. Um, you won't find yourself waking up in the middle of the night, and uh, also you have better quality of sleep yeah. overall. For sure, yeah. 
100%, yeah. And then some other ways that I try to fall asleep is um, maybe stop eating at night as well. You know, like an hour or two before I sleep, I try not to eat. Because when I eat right before I sleep, I get this like spike of energy. Yeah. And then my body's trying to digest that food. And then if I just try to fall asleep, it's it's hard for me to fall asleep. Yeah, Unless do. I'm in a food coma. Yeah, I do the total opposite to you. You're total opposite, right? I eat whatever and I'm like, oh, time to go to bed. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm full right to sleep. I mean, yeah, sometimes I could do that if I'm in a food coma. Like I said, I just went to eat at a buffet and I just stuffed myself and I'm in a food coma. And I just get so lethargic from like eating a lot of carbs. Yeah. I could just fall asleep. You like fall asleep, literally good. You can take some ashwagandha and fall right to sleep. Yeah, ashwagandha, that's another one you could take. Uh, a supplement that we've recommended before. Yeah. And we still recommend for those of you who are high stressed and you're still trying to get a good night of sleep. I mean, I think it worked wonders. It works wonders. It really <laughs> yeah. Does. It really does. I haven't really. Like take an hour before you sleep and it's. It's just as good as taking like NyQuil or anything like that, but yeah. it's not as harmful as taking um, NyQuil. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's one of the, probably one of the the because uh, it's a natural root. Yeah. So that and creatine are two of the most uh, um, two of the most proven, in my opinion, uh, supplements I've taken. And ashwagandha, like it's as like I can't really like I haven't met anybody or has taken it and really thought like alright this doesn't work like most people who I've recommended it for mm-hmm. it worked for them you know like they just it just calms you down calms your mind lowers your cortisol levels and you fall right to sleep within 10 to 15 minutes after taking it yep. and it's it's works wonders yeah and I know some people take like some type of herbal tea or something yeah. drink something herbal, herbal tea too. that helps ZMA, ZMA works too ZMA works too yeah ZMA, okay. zinc and magnesium that also is good that's for muscle relaxer okay um, for recovery that's while you're good. sleeping as well or for some people who smoke weed you know, that works too <laughs> <laughs> that works too you know just take a hit and then just, just relax yeah who smoke weed yeah. <laughs> the people who talk about ashwagandha are, are the people who smoke weed <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're not gonna name any names out there the people who know <laughs> And then, then your class said, uh, can I just, uh, oh, yeah, can yeah, I just yeah, uh, yeah. jerk off and yeah, then yeah. I can just fall asleep? So I, had a client, I had a client the other day, he, he asked me, I was, like, How? I was like, yeah, you know, sleep is important. And, um, you know, there are things you can do to, to increase sleep. And, uh, and um, you know, to, if you have trouble falling asleep, you know, ashwagandha helps. Um, you know, like the things we said, turn, your, turn the light off before you go to sleep. Right. Um, Dimming the light on your phone, whatever it is. You know, ZMA, I mentioned to him, he's like, okay, okay. he's like, what if I masturbate? And I was like, that works too. That works, works too. too. I was like, that works just fine. You don't. It I, works. I, I can't. I can't. I can't test it. That it works. <laughs> you can test it. I'm sure you can too. <laughs> I mean, for sleep reasons, I don't. For I was, sleep, I was. I mean, you get sleep. like really tired afterwards. You just like you just lay there, you know. <laughs> You're real tired afterwards. You just lay there. <laughs> You just want to lay there. Hope you just don't lay there till after after you're done. No, 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 Hope you, no, you know, clean your mess. You know? <laughs> but, 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 but uh, he asked me that. I said, yeah, sure, why not? I don't care, whatever. What you got to do? Yeah, whatever helped. Okay. What helped you fall asleep? So those are our recommendations. <laughs> I should have got the ZMA. ZMA. Uh, turn your light off and masturbation. Those are the things that and, you want uh, to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> All right, and we're also going to talk about uh, soreness in conjunction to sleep. Um, a question we got from one of our clients uh, was, why am I not getting sore anymore? And, like, why is my body not getting sore from my workouts? Is it because, you know, I'm not making any more gains? Is it because our workouts aren't that great? 
And let's answer that question. So what do you, well, I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Seeing as you never get sore, Terry, I was going to ask you why. I mean, I can't sore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just told me you don't get sore. You just said, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not getting sore. It's because I'm so used to squatting, deadlifting, and benching all the time now. If I just squat, bench, and deadlift, I don't get sore from that. Never. I can squat 100 reps. I won't get sore. Because <laughs> I'm probably just so used to it. If I were to do something else, like let's say hamstring curls, yeah. 100 reps is a little different. I know, I know. <laughs> That's funny. But why do you think some people don't get sore? So like, you know, if you... Well, from that particular reason is there, what you told me, your body is just used to it. More, the more... Right, just like more what we talked about. Adapted, pretty much. Yeah, know. like about that super compensation, right? Your body gets used to it, it recovers, it becomes better than what it was last week, yeah. right? And then if you're continuing with the same workout and you're just adding a little more weight, you really won't get too sore because yeah. your body's used to that movement. Your body knows how to prepare for that movement. Yeah. Right? It's not like you're trying to learn a new movement. So, if you now, this is a question because it's a good question. Um, so, if you have someone or have people, this is for, this is for people out here out there who want to really, really want to change a certain part of their body. Right. Um, like what do you mean? Like get bigger like arms, bigger or, arms, or okay. a nicer back, or. Okay. Or uh, abs, or okay. nicer legs, or okay. nicer butt, or nicer—you yeah, yeah. know—whatever it is they want to get. Yeah. Do you think that soreness is something they should always feel? No. No. I disagree with. I mean, do you think they? Well, I mean, I'm asking because okay. for for strength reasons, I'm I have gotten to the I've tell everybody like soreness is not something you'll feel. Right. You'll feel more fatigue. From I mean, strength. even for muscle growth, I don't think so. Like. Unless you're not tracking your weights and you're not tracking what you're doing in the gym, mm-hmm. I'm I'm always about total volume and how much you do in the gym. Yeah. Right. So if you could do more than what you did last time, or you could do the same weight as last time, but you did it with better form, or you did it with like an eccentric, a little slower um, lowering. Let's say you do a bicep curl. Yeah. And last time I just did it regularly. Yeah. This time I did the same reps, same weight, but I lowered it two seconds down instead of one second down. Yeah. Right. I think that's what's the cause. For muscle growth, I mean, being sore it helps, um, but I don't think you need to be sore all the time. No. But yeah, you should probably work hard in the gym and you know do your best to get sore. But I don't think it's necessary to like feel sore to say I'm making growth in my muscle. Are you? Yeah. If oh. you're tracking your weights, like if you're not tracking your weights, then and you're just like going there doing whatever and just trying to destroy that muscle group, then yeah, I think you should be sore every yeah. single time. Are you? It's more for just, you know, like people who say like, you know, I really want nice arms and um, that's one of their most right. important things that they want nicer legs or whatever, you know, right. like if do you, you know, this is going for strictly aesthetics, no yeah, strength, yeah, yeah. no strength Absolutely. whatsoever, you know, um, you know, some people feel like you can just tell how they work out that they do so many muscle, muscle, um, there'll be so many different exercises for that one muscle right. and, you know, Obviously, you're gonna get sore. You've done so much, so, so much damage and tore the muscle so much, whatever that yeah, yeah. it will get sore the next day. Right. So they have that set in their mind that okay. Well, mentally, I guess if it works, if that what makes you feel better, like getting sore and yeah. getting to that state where you can't even walk the next day and you yeah. feel like that helps, and sure, but I don't think scientifically you'd be growing more muscle no. that way. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, uh, do you think that some because some people, if you really want to look at like a bodybuilder, sometimes I feel like they're sore all the time. And if someone really cares that much about that certain body part, they may have to take 
to that level. Not necessarily to that level, but kind of have that mindset almost. Well, you want to have the mindset of going in there and destroying that muscle group, mm -hmm. I think. But at the same time, I don't think looking for it, the soreness feeling or looking for the pain feeling is what you need in order to tell yourself, I'm growing my muscle. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. As long as you're, you're doing yeah. more work, like I said, than last time, or you're you're adding in an extra set, whatever it may be, to do more work, you'll be growing that muscle. And do you think more work promotes more soreness? Because, you know, because like, for example, like my client asked me, like, oh, I don't get sore anymore. Right. So they've adapted. So if um, they would... It should a little bit. I mean, I could do a little more volume for myself and I'll get, I probably won't get too sore because I'm so used to doing those movements. Mm -hmm. um, but for if it's someone who's new and you add in another set or another rep or it, you change from 12 reps to 15 reps, something they're not used to, then they'll probably get sore. Yeah. Yeah, but for someone who's been training for a long period of time, like myself or you, if we ever do like anywhere from, I guess, six to 15 rep range, where our body's kind of used to it. Yeah, yeah. Like unless someone's, someone else throws something new and like say, hey, go do a freaking 30 reps or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't even get, I don't even get sore from deadlifts anymore. Right, exactly. Because no, you're just, but your body's so used to that stimulus that, you know, it knows how to recover faster. Yeah. For that stimulus. So. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. mean, soreness is. Uh, I mean, do you think you should get sore? Uh, if you're for physique, uh, for like aesthetic wise, like let's say I want bigger arms, am I? Do I need to kill my arms where I can't even, you know, bend my elbow every single time I come into the gym? It depends on how. I think it depends on how fast you want your arms to be big and right. how big you want them to be. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I think it's a little slower if you. Yeah. If you just track your weight and like let's say yeah. go by volume, let's say last week I did you know 100 pounds in, in total volume. Next week I want to do 110 yeah. pound in volume. Yeah. You're you're good. Make those small jumps, but you're still making those uh, steady gains. Yeah. But for someone else, I guess if you want to, your arms to be building more muscle. Let's quicker, take let's take Ray for instance. Yeah. Right? He wants his arm to be 22 inches. Okay. He wants us to be 22 inches. Okay. By, I mean, I think a lot of it is genetics, but okay. <laughs> by September. Okay. You know? And what do you do on arms? What, six days a week? Uh, I mean, probably every time he goes in the gym. I don't know how often he goes into the gym, okay. but he probably goes there. He probably does arms at least every time he's in there, every okay. chance he gets. Let's say he does it four days a week. Okay. Some kind of arm. Yeah. You probably, do you think he'll need to be sore if he wants to, by September? <laughs> I mean, I guess so. This but is me guessing, man. I don't know. If I guess so, but uh, a lot of it is genetically. Genetics play a huge role in whatever muscle group you're trying to grow. Yeah, true. Um, if you have small calves and you're trying to grow your calves or whatever, if you have small arms trying to grow your arms, they only get so big. Like, yes, yeah, so you can make a difference. And like, let's say four years, you can see the difference that yeah. you made. If you actually put in the work, let's say do it three to four times a week consistently for four years. But it's not going to be like incremental where, for example, if someone could jump, like yeah, someone genetically yeah, yeah. could only jump 20 inches athletically and then compared to the, like a basketball player who actually jumped 48 inches whatever yeah. it may be yeah. you know for them to make that huge jump is genetically impossible yeah, yeah. I hear you. that's the same thing when it comes to physique and building that that muscle and trying to grow a certain muscle group you only gonna get so big yeah yeah you know so i mean whatever genetics you have unless you're taking steroids it's it's whatever you have true yeah i got you yeah i got you so like, I mean, I guess it's it's it's, it's a definitely. A, I think it's interesting because like, and I think soreness is one of the things where people feel like it's like a, 
you know, a lot of clients, I wasn't sore easily. I wasn't sore when I work out. I'm like, that's right. okay. I you mean, know? a lot of our clients don't get sore because yeah. we're doing full body. Yeah, they don't And get the sore. volume is not as much. So we break up the volume. Let's say even if they come in four times a week, mm-hmm. they might not get sore because the volume is broken up into such small increments that yeah. we're doing in terms of volume per muscle group during that workout. Yeah, yeah, I know. That throughout the week, it might add up to a whole week's worth of volume. But yeah. during that workout specifically, yeah, like, yeah, no. you know, we're not doing that much. We're like, for example, push exercise. We're probably doing at most two, two push exercises. Yeah. You know, for a regular person who's coming in and just doing push, they're doing like 10, 8 <laughs> exercises. Compared to us, we just train our clients yeah. twice yeah. a week. Who's only doing push probably two to, you know, three times a week. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So the volume is just a very different. Well, very different. Yeah, we'll do probably, I'll do like one lower body exercise with them. Yeah. And the at the end is conditioning, which probably will involve the lower body, but they won't be sore. Right, but sore. it's not the same. It's not like the same. Conditioning yeah. lower body in comparison to the load, to yeah. like load and actually trying to tear the muscle apart. Yeah. Building little, muscle is a little different. A little different, yeah. Yeah, so you won't get sore from that. Yeah. So a lot of our clients who, who we do uh, work with, they do full body all the time. Yeah. A lot of them just want to lose weight, put on some muscle, right? They're not trying to just be a bodybuilder yeah. or be a physique competitor so they don't really need to have all that extra volume taxed onto their body every single day and also they work you know like if we destroy them one day let's say they want to oh, i just want to come in for a chest workout yeah you know if someone especially for a leg workout let's say someone just comes in and i want to destroy my legs like you know how much you could do in an hour yeah, yeah. like for legs like if you actually timed your rest mm-hmm. and you don't just sit there texting on your phone yeah. in an hour, you could do a lot. You yeah. make the rest time thirty seconds. Yeah. You know, superset a lot of stuff, try sets, and then they won't be able to walk tomorrow and they yeah. won't be able to go to work. So I used to have a, I used to have a guy who I trained. Every time we did legs, he would get so sore. Yeah. Like so sore. We wouldn't even do, like, we wouldn't even do that crazy amount of lower body. You know, right, like, right. Like we would we would do maybe. Four, five sets of squats of sixty right, right. squats. He'd be right. so sore the next day. Mm-hmm. Come in and say, "No legs. We're right. not doing any legs." I'm like, "No, we're not doing legs. You, I know, I know, yeah. I, know, I know you're super sore from it." But like, but like he would, he would not recover from it at all. You exactly. Know? So, I mean, I guess for general pop people, you know, you don't need to do one muscle at a time. You know, full yeah. body works. Yeah, great. we did, and we wouldn't even yeah. just do legs. We do full body. Yeah, we would literally, really, do, yeah, we okay. would do full body. We yeah. would literally do squats, and then we'll go. Overhead press or like a vertical right, pull right. or something like that. Yeah. Because the people we work with, they they can't handle just, just doing one muscle. Yeah. I mean, wow. I can usually tell them stop being a bitch, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> just stop being a bitch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that. In terms of just not feeling sore, um, don't worry too much about that. Just focus on what you're doing in the gym and continue to just do more than we did last time. All right. Yeah. And then. Sometimes here and there, take a week off or line up the load and then go back to where you where you left off, right? Just increase the load, yeah. increase, uh, you know, sets, reps, whatever that it may be. Like what we talked about um, our last podcast, I think not the last one, but the previous couple ones, we talked about just uh, workout splits and how to yeah. program for that. Yeah. And that's what you need to do. Just look at that in terms of seeing if you're going to grow instead of just focusing on am I going to get sore because yeah. you're not you're not Mr. Olympia here you're not taking steroids so you don't need that feeling yeah you, know? you don't yeah. the feeling of being sore is not it's not the it's not the most important you'll feel it in the beginning if you haven't worked out for a while or yeah. you've 
done something completely different. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you won't you won't feel sore. You're not honestly not supposed to really. Right. You no. Know? Yeah. Usually, soreness means uh, like extreme soreness means you you damage and you damage the muscle fiber and you actually work too hard in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Saying so you did too much. Yeah. All right. So hope that helps. Um, and hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. We're gonna see you next time. If you have any questions, comments. Uh, please leave a comment in the Apple Podcasts and also any other podcast app that you listen to. And leave us a message if you have a question on Terry Lynn Fit and Malcolm Nunnally. And hope to see you guys in the next podcast.